What's up, Blogging with Leslie, episode 355. And you know what this means. Yes, you didn't hear the, the lively music <laughs> introducing introducing this uh, this podcast episode. So if you've been listening for a while, you know that I got I just got stuff that I want to talk to you about. <laughs> and I'm calling this episode a 39-year analysis. A 39-year analysis. Why a 39-year analysis? Because I just had my birthday a few days ago where, yes, 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 I turned 39 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one year away from the big 4-0. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, while I was preparing for this episode, I... Uh, something interesting happened. I'm sitting here and I'm trying to outline it and it's just not coming together because I felt like I was trying to craft something in a way that would accomplish a specific goal and I didn't know what that goal was. And yeah, you know, I just decided, you know what, forget this outline stuff. I'm just going to, once again, just talk to you as if I'm talking to a friend because that's what I feel like I'm doing. So welcome to this episode. This is episode number 355. There won't be any detailed show notes for this episode because we're just having a, well, hopefully we're having a conversation. I got some thoughts to share, um, some stories to share. And um, yeah, if you want to continue the conversation, let's do it. You can come to becomeablogger.com slash 355. Or, you know, if you got this via email, you could reply to the email. You, if you saw it on social media, you can message me on social media. I don't care. Let's just have some conversation and we'll see where it goes. So just turned 39 years old. And I feel like I'm in a... In a, a a very interesting space in a, a very interesting place, um, mentally, spiritually, everythingly. <laughs> and amen. Uh, so let's rewind just slightly. Um, where do I want to start? Actually, let's let's talk about Australia. I, we came back from Australia about a f well a few weeks ago. We had a family trip there, and it was uh, where we initially we went for a conference that was called Digital Discipleship. Um, and what was cool about it is it's the first event, the first conference, the first anything that both my wife and I spoke at. Uh, we didn't speak together, but we were in the same place and speaking, which was awesome. It's something that we always wanted to do. And it went tremendously well. Um, but we figured, you know, if we're um, going to speak at this event and, you know, it's f fully paid for for my wife and I, we might as well take the kids and make a vacation out of it. Um, so <laughs> we did exactly that. We spent two and a half weeks in Australia. We spent a week in the Gold Coast. Uh, we spent two days in the Sunshine Coast. Uh, and then we spent another week in um, Sydney. And that's not exactly two and a half weeks because all the travel and time change and skipping a day and all that stuff. But um, <laughs> we came back two and a half weeks later. 
And man, you know, it was a, a very, very interesting experience. First of all, um, the the conference was awesome. The conference was called Digital Discipleship. And the idea behind the conference is how do you use technology and social media and uh, blogging, podcasting, all that stuff to 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 grow your ministry, to have an impact on the world, to spread the gospel, all that stuff. That that was the gist of the conference. And I, I was there talking about, you know, some social media stuff and also some stuff when it comes to I had I had a very cool conversation about social media um, and the you know the downside to social media when we're talking about addiction and being addicted to our devices and that kind of stuff and how do we manage that it was a very it was a very interesting discussion that I was able to facilitate so I'm we're there my wife did her workshop and her workshop was on songwriting um, and what was really cool about it is at the end of her workshop they actually wrote a song together and by the end of the event they performed the song and it was really really awesome it was it was just a, a neat experience um, one of the interesting things that happened while I was there, I, I, was, I remember I was having a conversation with some, someone there, one of the attendees. And um, man, did I talk about this in the podcast? Or, no, I don't think I did. Anyhow, one of the attendees asked me, so, you know, what do you do? Um, so I told him, you know, I'm a blogger. I have my podcast and, um, you know, I do some speaking and so on. Um, and he was, uh, and you know, I told him I'm into social media marketing and so on. And he was like, Oh man, that is really cool. And then he asked, and, and what's your ministry? So I told him, well, you know, I, I'm a blogger, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> I do some speaking. Um, and I basically gave him the exact same answer. Because what is becoming very obvious, you know, we like to think about this whole, you know, this is my work over here and this is my ministry and this is my personal life. And this is all these, you know, these different compartments. But what's becoming obvious to me is that what I'm called to do is the best that I can with what's in front of me. And my ministry is living my life and connecting with people and loving people and and helping people with what they're going through and you know what sometimes in in that thing that I do in this podcast in my blog in my random stuff that I I seem to do on social media every once in a while in my videos every once in a while that leads to a conversation that goes way beyond what you would assume the original intention of the conversation is or the the particular thing that I'm doing. I remember we had a coaching call in the coaching club a few weeks ago and it just took a turn to where it became like so spiritual and we were just talking about way deeper things than you would expect on a a, a blogging business uh, coaching call, right? Because what I found is that the greatest testimony is the way we live our lives. It's not in the, hey, look at me, I'm going up on this. I don't want to say, 
in a negative way. But it's not in the going on a stage and doing a sermon. That's not the only way that ministry happens. It's not in the saying, I have this certain ministry and this ministry does this really noble thing. No, it, it's just in the way we live our lives. And I'm seeing how, you know, over these 39 years of life, I, I sound like I'm saying like, oh, you know, back in my day. <laughs> That's not what I mean. Um, I still see myself as really young um, because I am in my mind. I don't care what you think. What, you think I'm old? I no, I'm not old. I'm young. <laughs> Anyhow, what I've come to see is that that if we live our lives to the best of our ability, the impact that that can have on someone else is significant. And I'm seeing that more and more as uh, people are telling me of the impact, something that I did that I don't, I didn't, I didn't have the intention on doing it to have, like directly to have that effect, but the kind of effect that it can have on people, it makes me want to live my best life. So, at 39 years of age, I find myself um, asking, how do I live my best life? And when I say I'm asking that, it's not like I'm struggling to figure this. No, no, no. I'm doing this by living as best that I know how to live right now. Now, so we had a great time in Australia. Um, and we got to see different sites. The kids got to play with the kangaroos and the koalas. Not play with them. That would have been cool, though. But they got to feed them. <laughs> feed the kangaroos, not the koalas. Now I'm just mixing everything up. But they got to feed the kangaroos. They got to see the koalas. And, um, you know, a lot of it was just hanging out. And, you know, we went to the Sydney Opera House. We saw an opera, my wife and I, which was really cool. Um, it was a little on the long end. It could have been like an hour shorter, three and a half hours, a bit much, but it was, it was actually really good. Um, so did all these things. Now, as we're getting ready to come home, these are going to seem like a series of unrelated stories and maybe they are, but I think it's going somewhere. So just bear with me and we'll see what happens. All right. <laughs> Cause I have no outline. I'm just going. Um, so as we're preparing, to come home, there's a strong impression that I'm that I have, um, and this strong impression was things are about to get interesting. Now, this was not the first time I've had that impression. I had that impression when the first time I vividly remember having this impression was I went to Colombia. Uh, because my dad was very ill. I went to that, the country of Colombia because he was going through treatment there. And I'm going to give you the very short version of these stories. It's a, a few stories. Um, while I was there, make a long story short, while my dad was in, a induced coma, in an induced coma, my role was to help him with physical therapy. And I'm 
helping him exercising his legs while he can't exercise for himself because he's in a coma. And eventually, after doing this for, I don't remember how long, um, I'm exercising him and he's in this coma, but I felt something like he was contracting some muscles, trying to do some of the exercise himself. And then eventually I felt him doing more of that exercise and me doing less of it. So when he came out of the coma and now he was like, it was obvious that he was trying and forcing to, 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 to exercise his legs. And I was able to see the effect that physical therapy had on him. And during this process, my, my, my aunt and my mom would tell me, um, man, you are so good at this. You should be a physical therapist. My response over and over was, yeah, I, Physical therapy, I think, is a very interesting field, but God wants me to teach, and I know that for sure. And just imagine this happening over and over and over and over on a daily basis, sometimes multiple times a day. Then imagine me, make a long story short, dad got much better, um, and they were sending him home, and I flew home to come back to work at the, the, the boarding academy that I was teaching at, science and math at the time. And imagine me now coming home, going to my mailbox, and seeing a letter in the mail from a physical therapy department at the university I attended, inviting me to become a university professor. Now, I was unqualified. I wasn't a physical therapist. I didn't have a PhD. I'd be teaching anatomy. I never took anatomy. <laughs> I'd be teaching neuroscience and pathophysiology. I don't really have a strong background in any of this stuff that I'd be teaching at a doctoral level. But when I opened that mail and I saw that letter inviting me to apply, I remember I got this feeling. Things are about to get interesting. And it did get interesting. I got the job. Long story short. Um, that I covered that in a very old episode. I don't know what it was because I didn't prepare for any of this. Anyhow, um, got the job. Next time I had that feeling was when I started to feel like it's about to get interesting and it involves you leaving your job. The job, the dream job that you, 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 you said you wanted to be a university professor and this was kind of the ultimate. It's time for you to get up and leave. Had that conversation with my wife and she was actually the one that said, I had the feeling and her words were, I think you should leave your job. And then I left that job. That was the same feeling I had in Australia. Um, and the feeling was this, things are about to get interesting and it involves TV and you being on TV, which is going to lead to something. Now, I don't know. I didn't know. I still don't know what that means and what it's going to lead to or anything of that sort. But what I do know is that on the plane ride home, a number of things happened. <laughs> it was kind of weird. But within the span of maybe 15 or 20 minutes while I'm on this 15-hour flight, it went from me seeing this weird thing on social media where everyone was posting about Face App to me contacting someone about it. And the next thing you know, uh, I'm scheduled to be on 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 Fox 35 in Orlando 
uh, two days after I arrive home. And I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> what? What just happened? Yet another one of these occasions where it's the... I, I feel like that's what God, like how God speaks to me. He tells me things are about to get interesting. So hold on. Hold on tight. Because <laughs> what's about to happen is bigger than you. Make a long story short, went on TV, went very well. Now they, they want me to come back regularly to talk about issues related to social media and technology and that kind of stuff. I'm actually going in tomorrow to talk about streaming services and how how this how um you know Disney Plus is coming out in November and how will that affect the way we consume content online and and the decision of what services to sign up for. It, just a number of these different types of things is what they want me to talk about. Anything with technology and social media and its impact on society, they want, they want me to come on TV and talk about this stuff. Now, I, <laughs> once again, I'm in this position of, I don't know where things are going. But it's, I know it's going to be interesting. Now, last week, I came back from two events. Two events. One was a copywriting academy, and the, that, that's put on by Ray Edwards. And the other, which was, I, I literally, so I flew out to go to the copywriting academy on, like, Wednesday, or, no, on Thursday, and um, the event started on Friday, and it went through Sunday, and, well, through Monday, and I came home on Tuesday. I did a webinar on Wednesday, and I left that same Wednesday to go to Montgomery, Alabama for the Thrive Summit by Giovanna Ellison. Now, these two events were very interesting to me. The first event in particular, Ray Edwards Copywriting Academy. Now, it sounds like it's about copywriting. And yes, it is. Was. Kinda. But not really. <laughs> because something happened at that event. Now, actually, let me give you a little bit of insight into um, me going to that event. Um, if you don't know this about me, well, you're about to know it now. I am a Seventh-day Adventist. Now, Seventh-day Adventists believe that uh, the seventh day is Saturday is the Sabbath. And this is something that I believe, that the seventh day is the Sabbath. And I don't do any work on the Sabbath. It's the reason why from Friday at sunset to Saturday at sunset, I check out. Like, if you do business with me, I am not there during that time because... During that time, uh, you know, I'm with my family. We go to church. Um, it's, it's more about connecting with people, connecting with God, and so on. This is what I do on a weekly basis. So when I was invited to speak at Copywriting Academy, I don't think I shared this anywhere. Anyhow, you, when I was invited to speak at this event and I saw the dates that it was going to be over the weekend, I was like, uh, wow, man, that sucks, Ray. I'm, I can't come to your event, unfortunately, because it's on my Sabbath. So I'm getting ready to reply and say, unfortunately, no. And something 
said to me, something told me, whoa, hold up. You need to be at that event. Now, I'm getting a little better at listening to those promptings when they come because I know that I've seen them enough to know that they're coming from somewhere that's bigger than me. And while I don't fully understand the context, um, I'm, I, I'm trying my best to listen. So I was like, all right, well, I, I spoke to my wife about it first, actually. I said, hey, this is what's going on. I, I don't do this kind of stuff. And this is the same thing that happened for a, another event, Free the Dream from Cliff Ravenscraft. Um, uh, the same thing happened. Nope, you need to be there. Regardless of what you feel, go. So I was like, all right, God, I'm going to go to this copywriting event, see, see. See what you got going on over there. And man, he did not. He did not disappoint. So. After the first day, the Friday, it was obvious that something was a little different about this event. There was a there was a, an aspect of. Of. God, that was just all up in it. Like it, it wasn't about business as much as yes it was about business but it, it was more about God in business and how God uses what we do and it should there be a separation between what we do and 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 what our ministry is and what our mission is the stuff that hap- what, like like was happening in my mind before all of that was like culminating in some of the things that were being said and it put me in a very interesting place now on saturday on my sabbath when i'm there and oh by the way i'm emceeing this event i'm emceeing this event and the thrive conference the thrive summit this is something that i've started doing recently and absolutely love doing um if you need an MC for your event reach out to me let's see what we can make happen but so at at a point on saturday this guy dr douglas Pugh, goes up and he ta- he gives a talk about beethoven like he's a he's a a, a a musician all right and he he has a phd in some aspect of music i don't know exactly but he talks about beethoven's life and he talks about how the greatest his greatest works came out of his greatest struggles. And it was one of those presentations where everyone was kind of like riveted on the edge of their seat. And there was a, a spiritual something going on there. And I'm emceeing. So I'm, I introduced him. He does this thing where he's conducting an orchestra. He's wearing his tuxedo and yada, yada, yada. And at the, during his talk, I'm getting this feeling. You need to go, because there's a piano on stage. He actually played piano. You need to go on the piano and play a song. And I'm like, nah, that, that, nah I don't know. This is... You know, this is not what this kind of event is about and yada, yada, yada. And the more he talks and the stories that he's sharing, the words of a song is coming to mind. It's my favorite thing to play on the piano. It's my favorite song in the world, and it's It Is Well With My Soul. But I'm, 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 
this is one of those times where I'm kind of fighting against it. Like, I get an impression, but I'm fighting against it. Like, nah, that doesn't make sense. This is a business conference. Um, and while today has been a very spiritual day, number one, I don't know if these people could sing. I don't know if it would be weird. I don't know. I, so as Doug is walking off the stage, I go up to him because I'm supposed to introduce Ray. I go up to him and I'm like, hey, do you know the song It Is Well? And he's kind of like, not really. I don't know the words. I, I know it, but not. So I'm kind of like, all right. I told myself I'm going to ask him if he knows it. And if he knows it, he can lead out and I'll play and everybody will sing. But he said no. So I walk up on the stage and I go to introduce Ray. And before I introduce Ray, I'm just like stuck on the stage, standing. And I'm hearing... Go to the piano. Go to the piano. And I'm just staring at the people. And everyone is just staring at me because they just had this amazing spiritual experience and they're staring at me. And I look to the right and there's a guy, Mark, that's sitting to my right. And this guy, um, um, it was obvious to me over the course of the the previous day and a half that he was a very spiritual guy and he looked at me and he nodded his head and he said do it <laughs> like go do it yes now he doesn't know what's going on in my mind but he knows that there's something that I'm supposed to do and he wants me to do it. And it's like, imagine 30 seconds of me standing on a stage, silent. I'm the energetic, enthusiastic guy that's getting everybody going for all of these talks and yada, yada, yada. And now I'm just there looking and you are looking, waiting. And I look to the right and he says, go do it. And then I say something like, is it okay if I go and play a song? Do you guys know the song, It Is Well? And I heard, yes. And I go and I start to play this song. And people started singing. And while on this stage, playing and people singing, There was a moment of, wow. To the extent that I'm going to rewind. That same day, there's a, there's a guy there, Andy, who runs an organization called Heaven in Business. And one of the things that he was there to do is to just pray with people. All right. Um, he gave a talk on Sunday. Amazing talk. But he was there to just pray with people and help people to experience God. Like, so it wasn't like, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't like, uh, 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 
covert operation. It was clear. I went, someone told me, hey, when you go up, let people know that they can go and pray with these guys from the heaven and business team. And I go up and I pray with, I, I tell these people, if you want someone to pray for you, your business, your life, yada, 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 healing, go to this guy, go to these guys. And while I'm saying it, I'm like, wait, no, I need that. So I go to this guy and I told him, hey, you're here praying with people. I want you to pray with me. And we start talking. And he says to me, and he says in his prayer, no, before he prays, he says to me that God has been preparing you for something amazing and you've been running away from it. Running away from it for a number of different reasons. He said, you don't want you don't you, you don't care to be in the spotlight, which is a great thing. Like you don't need that to validate yourself, um, and 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 you don't want your success to be looked at in a way that makes other people feel feel lower than you, to feel less than you, and you're extremely sensitive to that. So. You shy away from the things that are making you successful. But in doing that, you're actually running away from what God wants for you. And the analogy he gave me is, it's like God has given you a golden plate. And, and you're like, man, I don't deserve this golden plate. So you, you try to give it to somebody else. And when you give it to somebody else, it becomes plastic. And God gives you this golden plate and you're like, oh man, this is such a beautiful plate. I don't, I don't deserve this plate. Let me shine the light on somebody else and give them this golden plate. So you give them this golden plate. And when you give them this golden plate, it, it becomes plastic. And you're like, why is it always becoming plastic? And God is saying it's because the golden plate was meant for you. And instead of trying to take that golden plate and give it to somebody else, Use that golden plate as best as you can. Put some amazing food on that, that golden plate and use that to feed others. And he said, one of these days, because you're not driven by some of these things, you're going to be sitting among rulers and kings and they're going to look at you and they're going to be like, Leslie, how did you get to this point without sacrificing your values, without sacrificing your, your, your standards and so on? Because they know that they've all done that. And he said, you will be able to minister to them in a way that nobody else can But don't neglect the golden plate. Embrace it and go fully into your destiny. So one of the reasons why what he said to me resonated with me so deeply was because a lot of the words that he used, this is what tends to happen often. A lot of the words that he used, a lot of the the issue, the things that he addressed were the exact words and things and issues that God has been addressing in me, with me, to me, for me. 
So it really, what he said really resonated with me. And it brought me to a place of saying, you know what? Whatever God has for me, I, I'm going to go at it like wholeheartedly. So I play this piano. Now, me playing the piano, this is something that I've been doing since I was 12 years old. So that's, you know, 27 years of playing the piano. And playing the piano for me is something personal. It's not something that, um, you know, I, I took lessons for one year when I was 12 and I hated it because of the structure and, and they're telling me that I'm supposed to play the, the, these notes in a very specific way and I just wanted to play what I felt. And I continued st- and struggling at this piano without lessons. I had a piano at home and I just continued playing and eventually it became a, to a place where the piano was like an expression of me. It's an expression of like the message that I want to share. It's 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 how I'm able to take people on a journey. And I was the it was kind of like that moment was the culmination of all these years of piano playing and practice. Because it took these quote unquote business people, not quote unquote, they are business people, but it took them to a different place to where when I then introduced Ray Edwards, who was supposed to come on stage and continue the copywriting thingy, (laughs) he couldn't. Like he came on the stage and, and delivered what could only be described as a powerful sermon. It was short, and it was along the lines of letting people know that, listen, you need to embrace the calling that God has on your life, or something along those lines. What, whatever it was, it was what needed to happen at that point in time. What this was for me was God showing me all of these experiences that you've had in life, the the building your business online and getting in that crowd, the the becoming a university professor as unqualified as you were because you I was unqualified. I'm this is not me trying to be humble. No, I was unqualified. I didn't know the stuff that I had to teach. But God was able to do things in my life and prepare me. You know, if maybe you've heard that statement. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. That was me. Not being humble. That was just me. <laughs> I remember days of struggling to try to understand what in the world this book is saying so that I can go a few hours later, and teach it to people that were getting their doctorates. I wasn't qualified. But those experiences with the 
growing up and and learning the piano and the piano becoming an expression of who I am the the the, the studying biology and the 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 things that that ha- the, the way that that has allowed me to see the world and all these different things put together in that one moment to take this golden plate and use it to feed others whoa that this is going somewhere <laughs> It's so fascinating. Anyhow, use it to feed others in a way that nobody else could right then and right there. No one else could have done what I did there because the unique experiences that I've had up to this point the setbacks that I've had up to this point, the successes, the, 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 the ventures and all this stuff that culminated in me being who I am and is going to continue to evolve over time to culminate in whatever is about to happen and whatever will continue to happen to be able to have the impact on the world that I'm supposed to have. Wait, is this like a therapy session for me or something? <laughs> it's beginning to feel like that. But it's going to come to you. It's going to come to you just now. All right? What, man, I, 39 years in, I know I have a whole lot more to go. Or maybe I don't. Who knows? I could be gone tomorrow. Um, the world could end tomorrow. Well, maybe not. I don't think it'll end tomorrow or anything of that sort. But you never know what the future holds. But the question for me is, today, today, what am I going to do that will help me to get one step closer to what God has for me? What is that thing? Right now, it's actually recording this podcast and sharing it with you. Now, what was interesting about all of that is, okay, so that experience happened. And when I speak at an event, when I MC at an event, uh, I say it like I've been doing, so. this is my second, well, now I've done three MCing at different events. Um, when, when I speak, I, I will often get compliments. People will come up to me and tell me, that was such a great talk and so on. Never before have I gotten what I got in response to my emceeing and to, in response to the experience that I was able to facilitate for all of the attendees. I've never seen anything like it. I've never experienced anything like it. When I came off the stage, Andy was there and he said, you just embraced. These weren't his words verbatim, but basically... That's it. You just fully embraced what God has for you. And the feedback from the attendees there was the experience that I facilitated for them was (laughs) actually, you know what? This is what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to read some of the feedback um, for you right now because they 
what they did was they um they had someone there that um uh, what they basically did was surveyed the audience and got feedback from the audience at a bunch of different points during the event. And I want to read some of the speaker feedback. Um, I so appreciated the fun-loving atmosphere you got, you brought to the stage. You made the event that much more amazing. I really enjoy, enjoyed singing as you played the piano. That was awesome. Leslie, where do I start? You made me laugh. You made me cry. You made this amazing event even better. And you are an absolute joy. Leslie, you did an amazing job keeping the energy high and keeping us on track and focus in the right direction. Thank you so much. Uh, also, Jody did a great job at the end, tying things up. I appreciate you guys. I thought Leslie Hander handled the crowd masterfully, but his skills as a pianist was even better. Um, great energy and leadership. One of the highlights for me was when he played the piano for It Is Well With My Soul. So beautiful and a reflection of his heart. He led us all. Um, Leslie, your piano pa playing was like out of a movie. So beautiful and so right. You were truly meant to be with us at that moment. Can't, thank, can't say thank you enough. I'll read two more. Great MC job. I wish the room had... Well, no, that's not the one. This one is specifically related to like a membership thing. Um, what a great host. I'm not a big rah-rah person and often MCs just go over the top and frankly annoy me. But you had just the right amount of energy for my liking. Got me up when I might not have normally without making me feel dumb. Also appreciated your attentiveness to the spirit of the room after Doug's presentation and taking a pause with It Is Well With My Soul to allow both the audience and Ray to appreciate the moment, settle, and then be ready to move on. I had experiences after this ex thing where a number, well, two people in particular came up to me and they said, two among the many, but these two stood out because they had just lost a loved one. Now imagine this, I am wrestling in my mind, should I do this or not? Should I play this or not? And they said that when they lost this loved one, one at the funeral or at the memorial service and the other right at the, the bedside as they were passing, the song that they sang was it is well with my soul. And before I played that song, they were thinking about that loved one. And they were going through certain struggles in their mind. In their minds. And when I played that song, did something for them in that moment. It brought some closure. It brought some affirmation. It brought something to them that they needed in that moment. So, me fighting against playing it, but then eventually giving in 
and playing it was exactly what they needed in that moment. And I am so glad, I am so glad that the experiences that I've had to this point put me in a position Number one, from playing the piano for all these years, to be able to even play the song. Number two, to be at this event that I wasn't going to go because of whatever. But to being on that stage, emceeing, and being exactly where I needed to be in that moment. To accomplish what I needed to accomplish And what needed to be accomplished in the lives of those attendees. Now, keep in mind that the few stories that I'm telling you right now are just a little bit of everything that happened. And then the following event, Thrive um, Summit. And I'm I'm not even going to go into it because, you know, we're already 45 minutes in. But what has become clear to me is it's about to get interesting. And I don't know what that looks like. And I don't need to know. I don't, I mean, it'd be nice to know, but I don't have to know. But what I know is this. All of these experiences are for a reason. So how does this apply to you? You've had all kinds of experiences, good, bad. Um, you know, I didn't even, in this, I, I didn't even talk about losing my mother. And I'm not going to talk about that now because that'll just rip me apart in this episode. And and the role that that played in all of this. But you've gone through a number of experiences. And maybe you don't understand what those experiences, like why? Like what was the purpose? But here's what I know. All of these experiences have resulted in you being who you are today. And where you are today. And as a result of that, there is something that you are uniquely able to do that nobody else can. But you say to me, yeah, but, you know, I've never done dot, dot, dot. Or I've never done, I I don't have a PhD. I can't teach at a, I, I, I sucked as a student um, I got a 2.0 GPA in my first semester, my quarter, and the second one that went down to 1.2. I, 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 I just don't, I can't. And I say to you, there is something that you were uniquely created, and not just created, prepared for. And when you feel those promptings, go, like, listen, experience it, experiment with it. 
Because the more you respond to those promptings, the more you're going to see what you are meant to be doing. And you may not fully understand it, and you don't need to. You have a golden plate in front of you that is just for you. It doesn't make sense trying to give it to someone else, trying to throw it away, trying to hide from it, or anything of that sort. What I want to encourage you to do is to use that golden plate that is the result of all of the experiences that you've had, that is a result of all of the, the, the disappointments, that's the result of this person treating you a certain way, that's the result of you being the person that you are, and it is meant for you. So use that thing, fill it with food, and then feed others. You with me? Because if you are, let's do this, man. Let's do this. Like you and I, let's do this. I'm excited about what that means for the future of your life if you choose to embrace it. I'm excited about what it means for my life because I'm embracing this, John, and I'm going all in. So let's go on this journey together. I think that's it for this episode. I think I'm going to wrap it up. Um, yeah, we're just about 50 minutes. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you got to this point, which you did if you're listening to this. But thank you so much for just being there. Whether it's for this episode or episodes in the future, I appreciate you. And I love you. You have an amazing rest of the week. Take care. I mean, this Leslie Summer here, I'll at least end it somewhat similar to how I end my other episode. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. <laughs>